so honoured to have you here and welcome you to today's conversation. So sit back, take a breath and get ready to see the world through a new and expansive lens with me, Emma Evelyn Campbell. Hello everybody, today we have such a lovely guest who's going to be joining us and I wanted to open today, I know a lot of you who listen in, listen to me and the guest rambling about something completely random for like the first few minutes or if you were listen to last week's episode you would have heard Marie introing her, us with, with our book and I thought that was such a, a lovely new way to, to bring in these podcasts so I kind of want to do the same with our guest today so I'll I'll share an excerpt that's on her website and and from her book that's really going to guide this conversation and, and open us up into this conversation. So the quote is, sexual abuse isn't an experience of the past, it's trauma of the present until it is healed. And that is from our lovely Stacey Glass. Hey Stacey, how are you today? <laughs> yeah, good, thank you. Thank you for having me here such a pleasure to have you here. I'd love for you to to introduce us to your listeners and to your listeners, to my listeners, uh, and let us know, like, what was it that inspired that quote? I know there's a lot of information we can go into and a lot of depth we can go into, into what we're going to speak about today and what we're going to bring into this conversation. But I would love for you to just share kind of what was behind that quote for you and yeah a little bit about yourself and the work that you do yeah sure so I am a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and I have unintentionally become a voice in that area around sexual trauma and I say unintentionally because when I was 12 I have this vivid memory of thinking that I'll never tell anybody what happened to me. And to think that I'm here now, not only speaking my truth, but also wanting to support others to speak their truth. And I don't mean in a public way, it could be on a one-to-one basis, but yeah, and also writing and publishing a book all around, not all about my experience but I set the context for why I write a book about healing after sexual trauma and so yeah that it feels like a lifetime ago now when I wrote that even though it's not I I literally wrote the book last year in 2021 but it feels I think because of the pandemic it feels like a whole lifetime ago (laughs) um but yeah that is that is what I came to learn. I think when you're in the healing process, which, you know, I don't ever claim to be healed. I think that I'm always going to be healing deep wounds as we all are with whatever we experience. I don't think you just magically get this badge of honor of healed in past tense, but the process of being on the journey for 11 years now, I think I was able to have that retrospective view of until I was ready to face those suppressed feelings and pain and suffering, I I wasn't intentionally allowing it. Of course I wasn't, but I feel like it's it has power over you because 
it's just coming up to be looked at. And that's what emotions are there for. They essentially want us to see them and to give them space and to witness them. And I think that's what that quote is all about is how can we allow ourselves to sit with what is even when it's painful because the more you suppress it the more it will just keep screaming louder and louder to be seen so that's why I say that it's it is an experience of the present until we can face it and process what it's there to tell us and you know that might be different things for different people but for me it was that I was hurt and it wasn't right and that I needed to process how that made me feel and I think the number one thing that came up for me was sadness I think because being a child and or that I can you know think back now and at the time I thought I was more grown up than what I was definitely psychologically but at 12 13 And it's interesting because I've got a stepdaughter that's now 13. And so seeing her go through that age, I can really see the difference. But yeah, just feeling like you're grown up. And that's why I think I took a lot of the blame on. But I was still a child and no one, regardless of age, actually, no one should experience sexual trauma. So, yeah. I feel Beautiful. like I've been talking for a while. <laughs> no, I love I love how you just let that flow. And I think it was a really beautiful reminder to, to people as well. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that are listening to this that have experienced in, in their in their experience sexual trauma, where however that unfolded for them. And to remind them of the importance of witnessing those emotions, I think is a huge part of the process. And I know your book is titled Healing After Sexual Trauma. So what does the process kind of look like for you in terms of we're going through this healing and we're witnessing these emotions, but also, like you said, they're not allowing them to have power over you. Like you can still experience life. You can still go on to enjoy life. You don't have to always be in these emotions. Like what did that look like for you personally? And like what advice can you give or what guidance can you give for people that may be listening that that kind of like, okay, I'm feeling all these emotions, but I can't stop feeling them. Hmm. And I think that's the thing is that you can go from one extreme to the other. So for me, initially, it was that I wasn't feeling anything, as in I'd suppressed all that had happened to me. But then that left me feeling generally quite numb. And I would experience depression and just, I think that's the best word is numb, because because I was trying to keep so much under the surface, it means that you can't also experience what's happening for you at the present. So that's how sort of the past and present can overlap because it's like you're having this simultaneous experience because you become very good at suppressing what happened, but you don't realize that it's affecting how you are in your present as well. And so it wasn't ever a conscious thing that I went through. And I think that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now, which is I wrote a book that I wish I had access to 10 years ago, 
and not that it would have got me to where I am quicker necessarily because it is the process that you have to go through like it isn't just click your fingers and it's done you know you can't just read a book and integrate that like you have to have your lived experience but what I think that my book does do is gives people permission to explore the things that could help them because it's not one size fits all with anything and especially trauma healing so I didn't know all the things that were available and you know of course a decade has passed so I'm sure there's a lot more available than there was then but at the time I just put one foot in front of the other and I think that's all you ever can do when you're experiencing a lot of emotions. So as I say, I went through a a phase of not feeling anything because that was my coping strategy and it's a very common and effective coping strategy. It is effective, but it's only effective for so long. Um, But what helped me was when I accepted help that, well, first of all, I had to acknowledge that I needed to get help. And that took a long time because I wasn't willing to accept that I was raped. So it took me a long time. And and that again, it's like, it's so different for, for everybody because I remember going to therapy thinking, when am I just going to feel normal again? And obviously <laughs> my poor a therapist had to have the conversation with me of like everyone's different and that's not the answer you want to hear because you actually want a definitive answer but it's so true you know I wanted to go to therapy for I don't know say six months and then I wanted to just be normal and I, I you know what is normal <laughs> we we already know that that there isn't a normal but I suppose when you've had a trauma it's you don't know what your normal is. It depends when it happened as well. Like if it happens in childhood, it definitely affects what your normal is. Um, So then I did go to the extreme. When I started therapy, I then went to the other extreme of feeling everything all of the time. And that was also overwhelming. Um, And it takes a lot of self-compassion I don't and I think that's what I learned from therapy is that I didn't have any self-compassion and I think it's so tied up with blame for what happened that then that's where the self-loathing comes into it so that's what therapy helped me to do was acknowledge that I wasn't being kind to myself and that actually it wasn't my fault and you know it's not you might logically get to the point that you understand it but I think healing is when you can embody it and fully believe that it wasn't your fault there's a difference between logically knowing it and embodying it so it is a process I think that is you said that at the beginning of that you have to just go through the process but it's how you go through the process that is what shapes your journey and there isn't a right or wrong and I think it's just having that permission to 
to be how you are because I think especially when we're experiencing negative emotions and maybe then that's impacting your behavior like I definitely went through a stage where the anger was coming out against people that it shouldn't have and obviously it's no excuse and that's part of the process in itself in learning that there will be times that you will express it in a way that's not healthy um so yeah I think I lost my train of thought there but it's just a process and that's frustrating when you're at the very beginning but I think the best thing I could possibly say if you're at the point of that of all these overwhelming feelings is put one step in front of the other like one foot and to give yourself a break that how you feel is absolutely valid so it's all valid I love that reminder because I think like you said we can get caught up in the idea that what we're experiencing is not right or the emotions because of the labels that certain emotions have been given right and on your journey the the reclaim the like reclamation of your own power like what did that look like and what can that look like for people when you start to see because obviously there's a lot of pain that's created but there's a lot of gifts that we can find through this pain as well so I wonder what that looked like for you and like what that can look like for other people going through that experience as well yeah I think again it wasn't a it wasn't a conscious process but it was naturally happening through seeking specialist help and I think that that's the thing like you'd never start off knowing what to do or how to do it you know I so often get people say things like but you're so brave and you're so strong I didn't start off feeling brave and I didn't start off feeling strong I didn't feel like I would ever say anything to anyone about what happened and so it's just accepting that that's okay like where you are is where you are and what do you want to do about it you don't know what to do at the moment but who does know is there somebody that you could reach out to that could help you and for me that was going to a specialist charity where I had therapy and I would always recommend in this area in particular to seek out those specialist um, therapists because it's trauma is very complicated and especially when it's you know there's obviously different types of trauma and so the more you can get that specialist support the better because that's what they do every day um and so that was the process for me that at the time I didn't realize it but I was starting to feel safe in my body again I didn't even realize that that was a thing but now I can reflect back on it and you know as you can imagine when you have a a childhood experience that of course it would affect you sexually as an adult but that's not a conscious thing that was happening for me I was just in how I felt and so the more you can get the information of how it can 
impact you, whether it be in childhood or adulthood, the better. And so it was a, a reclamation for sure, but it wasn't something that I was fully aware of as I was going through the process. It's only now on retrospect that I can piece it all together and realize that that's what I was doing. And so that's why I wanted to have a book that it was a bridge. So what I realized was that there are lots of books about memoirs. So people's experiences of abuse and that's everything that the book contains. And then there's other books that talk about trauma theory or books for therapists but I wanted there to be a bridge between the two so that there was that important information about trauma theory but what do you do with it it's not just read this book and understand how it affects your brain or your body it's actually about what can I do once I understand this a bit more what can I do with it um so that's why when I got the opportunity to write it, I was like, I want it to be helpful so that if you're just starting your healing journey, you have some idea of how you could navigate it. It's not going to be a map and it's not going to be follow this and you will get to where I am because this is my journey and that's what my journey looked like. But I, I would like to think of it as like a permission or a big hug, or like just guiding you with a hand of like, okay, I know you feel alone right now, but you don't have to. And there's lots of other people feeling the same. Because when you're dealing with something so traumatic, it can feel the most isolating thing in the world. And I don't feel anyone should feel alone in anything, not just Mm. this, of course. Mm, I think that was such a beautiful beautiful way to describe that and you mentioned a lot about there how like a lot of this stuff has come with hindsight has come with retrospect when you look back and from where you are now looking back on your journey like what are some some gifts that you feel that what you've experienced what that pain kind of took you through has now given you has now allowed you to experience and of course as we said this is speaking with with hindsight years of hindsight I think the biggest gift that has come from this experience has been reconnection to myself. I don't think that I would ever have got even close to what I now know about myself or my character or who I am at my core because that's the other thing is that we often, when we're in the very early stages of any trauma healing is that we're very identified with the trauma so you often we identify with that's who we are and I think a lot of the process is stripping that away and separating the two so the trauma is that and obviously it wasn't my fault even if you're an adult if you're a child if you're a female a male it was never your fault And that blame is often what we tie up into our identity and then that affects how we feel about ourselves and how we behave in the world and it can limit you in what you want to achieve. So it it literally has the ability to impact you in every way. And so 
it's the separation I feel that it's you are not your trauma and rediscovering who you are like if it happened as a child especially like there's always that question and I know it entered my mind of who would I be if I didn't experience that and the, the answer is I'll never know but what I do know is that I have this deep rooted resilience that I know that I got through that therefore I could get through virtually anything in life because I've survived my worst days and so I just like to you know no one would ever wish that type of experience on anybody you just wouldn't and if I could change that it happened would I probably but I can't and so what do I do with it and so I think that's what motivated me to make use of it in a positive way so first of all for my own experience was I wanted to feel peace I wanted to feel peace within myself so that it didn't have the power to make me feel a way I didn't want to feel so the first of all that process was how do I find that inner peace and I think that that's probably a question that everyone starts off asking is well how how do you find it and you can get very frustrated with that but you have to just be where you are in the process and just take positive steps every day and you reach it and I do think it's through through reconnection with yourself so safety within your body and separating the thoughts that you know we all have that inner critic of the conditioning that we've grown up with our experiences and it's separating those out of is that thought helpful to me (laughs) is it a loving thought or is it a very negative one and and who am I at my core and so that was the personal journey and then I don't know when it happened, but I just, I don't want anyone else to feel like they have to do this alone. And that's where I think the motivation came to just use my voice in a positive way. And I love how you said earlier, like it came to you unintentionally, like it wasn't your intention to set out and do this work. And it's like, how you've turned your your pain into to your own power and your almost your gift for for others to to share their stories and to to be in their experience and be okay with the experience that they're having and I think that's a super super powerful thing to do to to alchemize that and you mentioned there as well like who would I be if I hadn't gone through that and I think as well there's this this element of like who would I be if if I if like I hadn't walked myself through this path and, and actually actually allowed myself to experience this. And I think in a way, do you see that experience as what was supposed to happen to bring you to where you are in your life now? And that's a very deep question. There's lots of elements you can explore within that. It's just something that I wonder Obviously, again, it's with hindsight from walking the journey. Yeah, I think that 
the reality is we all experience challenges and we all experience different types of trauma. There isn't anybody on this planet that won't experience a trauma. And so we don't have a choice of what that trauma is. And so I I do believe that things happen for a reason. It's not I wouldn't want anyone to have to experience any type of trauma, but then at the same time, if we we if we only experience the happy, good things, how would we know what we're capable of or what how would we grow and evolve? I don't think you do grow and evolve from the easy things because you don't have to. <laughs> if it comes easy, then yeah, you just don't need to change. And so, yeah, I think that I have got that perspective of it now I think where I can say that I have grown exponentially as a result of it so yeah I do believe that things happen for a reason and every experience that we we go through we can choose whether it's going to whether it's going to help us grow or whether we just want to stay in a victim mentality because that's very easy to do as well so of course there's times where I just you know I was talking to you earlier about I've just been really really struggling the past month and it's very easy to just be oh poor me and what what a nightmare I'm going through but where would you go in life if you just sat in that place? <laughs> we wouldn't go anywhere. We wouldn't, we wouldn't, we just wouldn't evolve. So I don't know whether I'm making any sense. No, but. <laughs> perfect. I really love, I lo- really love where you're going with that. It's almost kind of what I'm hearing in that is that we experience these emotions and we experience everything and we accept what we're experiencing, but to see it as, divine intervention or whatever you kind of feel called to call it whatever resonates with you Mm. coming in to actually support you and when you look at it through that perspective you can always find something to show you that it's taking you on a new path of growth or expansion or a deeper connection with yourself like a reconnection Mm. with yourself so you can always flip the way that you view what you're experiencing maybe not in the moment but with Mm. hindsight you always be able to see that and then like you said there it's like staying in that or staying in all of the things that you're experiencing the negative side of it even when you've kind of gone through the healing is just keeping you in a place that's not allowing you to really experience life right Mm. and I know you've gone on to do so many things in your life through just allowing yourself to experience all of the emotions and go through the healing process but also come out the other side of the healing process and use those tools if you need them again, but come out the other side and do some incredible things with your life. So what's that look like for you now? Like, what does that look like for you now in your life where you're, you're in your power and you're using your voice in a way that can serve others? So I think on a personal level, it's given me the ability to understand myself in a deeper way. So, you know, when I'm still going to have challenges and I'm still going to have things that happen that are really difficult. But because I've been through literally the depths 
of darkness. That's how I could describe it. I just feel that I'm more equipped to deal with whatever else I face. And it doesn't mean to say that, you know, I don't find it hard because I'm still human and humans find these things, you know, especially emotional things really hard. But I feel more equipped to deal with that. And just to have that self-compassion that previously I just did not have. And it just makes living with myself, which I am the only person that I live with 24-7, 365 days a year. It just makes it a nicer place to live. So in my mind, in my body. And that's what I want everyone to have is that self-compassion of okay there's part of ourselves that we don't like or we don't want to accept but if we can't accept those things then why should anyone else so I just feel so much more equipped to to move forward with my life but also on a professional level I just really want other survivors to to know that there is hope after such an experience that there is that they can be free and at peace because I know how it feels to be in that place where it feels hopeless that it feels like you'll never feel any different that the mind is such a dark place to be when you don't have that self-awareness of the thoughts that are going through your mind and you know we don't challenge those thoughts of are those actually facts are they actually my beliefs have I picked them up from someone else you know whether you just live on that autopilot and it just is so limiting to what life you could live so yeah I just want to I do believe that we're all here to be a teacher for what we've learned. So the experiences that we've been through, you you can't understand it better than anyone else that hasn't lived through those shoes. And so not to say that, you know, therapists can't help you or if they've not experienced it, but there is something so unique about that lived experience that yeah I just think we're all here to teach what we're here to learn and it doesn't mean that we don't continue to learn like I don't ever think oh I know it all and you know nothing I'm still learning (laughs) and I learn from each person that I talk to so every survivor that I recently started a podcast to share voices of other survivors and I absolutely love every conversation that I have because one, I see the themes, like the commonalities between, you know, your experience is so different, but yet how the it impacts you and how you feel is so similar. But I also learn something different from how they've healed or how they've gone through their process. And so, yeah, I just love sharing the human experience because I think that's where we can grow together, that we we, we feel connected and not alone. Mm, that was so beautiful. I have so many different, like, nuggets of wisdom within that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I had something come through that I would love to kind of 
tap into you mentioned about like that freedom and that peace that you kind of found on the other side do you feel that you could really experience that freedom and that peace when you found that first within yourself like not so much looking to the outside world to to give you that freedom and peace from what you're experiencing but but from actually feeling that within yourself through that healing process and then through that again shifting out of the healing and also tapping into that power that you have within you and that new creation that you had to share your voice yeah I again only with hindsight I can really appreciate how your outer world is reflected by your inner world and vice versa so if you don't feel at peace internally your outside world is probably not going to be peaceful and it it's like a, a cycle that goes around it feeds each other um, and that was definitely my life you know how I felt on the inside reflected the relationships I was having they reflected the lack of self-worth that I had and so the process of I didn't realize at the time of course that it was that process of really valuing who I am what I have to offer that I'm not what happened to me my outer world then changed and without a doubt you can't find anything that you're seeking externally as in if you don't feel inner peace but you're looking for it externally you might be able to get some respite as in you know you could go to a yoga class and yes for that period of time it makes you feel more peaceful but then you still come home to yourself it's like what they say about when we're trying to you know go on holiday and it's like you're seeking that feeling of what it is to go on holiday and it's short-lived because you go on holiday, you have the experience, but when you return home, you still feel the same way that you left with. And that's exactly how what I'm trying to describe is that, you know, you're carrying how you feel all the time. So how do you create what you want to feel on the inside and then that reflects your outside instead of the other way around? I hope that's what you meant. No, that's super powerful. <laughs> I really loved your response to that. And um, what I'm kind of hearing in it, it's like, it's your internal world that has the power to create what you want to experience. And if you're kind of putting your attention on how do I get my external world to to f- fulfill me, it's going to have power over you. It's going to have, yeah. uh, have control over the things that you want. Absolutely. Like I went through so many years with a, this is when I was going through my therapy at the time. I was in a relationship that was not good for me It on so many levels, but I, and I remember having the thoughts of, I just want to be happy. Why, why can't I just be happy? And I was looking for a, a person to make me happy But it wasn't until I realized that there was so much internally that wasn't happy. How can anyone else make me happy if I don't come from that place anyway? So it took a lot of work. But when you when you make the effort and that commitment to yourself every day, it's so powerful. It really is to to know that you have that power to to have what you want without seeking it externally 
super powerful oh i love that last little bit you can have what you want without seeking it externally beautiful i want to honor you for for speaking your truth but from a place of such integrity there's lots of people that will share this story and you can just tell you're coming from a place of empowered in telling it and i think that's the voice that really allows people to see themselves in you like okay where I am right now is really challenging is really tough but if I can see someone in their power like we said from that internal world then I can also reach that point within myself so I think it's just so beautiful that you're using your voice to do that from such an authentic place thank you for seeing me (laughs) (laughs) um I would love for you to to share with where people can connect with you let them know a little bit about your your sacred glass container I know you have one there and anything else that you do and how people can just reach out for you if they're looking to to get some support in the work that you do yeah I think um one thing that I've definitely given myself permission for lately is to evolve is in not on a personal level of course but I mean mm-hmm. professionally so I actually left my um, 18 year NHS career in September which is a big thing when so much security mm-hmm, um, but it just wasn't fulfilling me and that's when I started to realize that I wanted to help other people step into their power and to just reclaim all the parts of themselves that they want to so I well actually during the pandemic I actually trained to be a coach and it wasn't again it's just so funny how things work because it wasn't an intentional thing of oh I'm going to do this course because I want to help other people I actually did the course which actually helped me understand things on so such a deep level and then it was sort of that thing I wrote the book and then it was like oh yeah maybe that is something I could help other people with so it's just so funny how (laughs) We Amazing. can't always see where <laughs> yeah. we're going. Really, but we never that see where we're going in my in my, exactly. in my uh, experience. Exactly, but that is what he, being human is like. We literally Completely. don't even know what will happen in half an hour. <laughs> um, and so, why do we think that we have to have it worked out? Like, mm. we don't know what's going to happen. So, anyway, I, that's just to say that I am evolving, and I'm just trying to do the things that I enjoy doing. So, the things that I love doing at the moment are um so I do online circles and that mainly because it's more accessible for you know literally people all over the world can come and they're just small spaces where you connect with other so I do women's and then survivor ones so it's just a space where you can connect with like-minded people to share what is coming up for you right now um but also to as a way of processing, but in a safe space. Um, so the the main ways to find me are on Instagram um, or my website. Amazing. All of that will be in the show notes. So if you're interested in connecting, you can head to the show notes and go on those links there. Um, and I would love for you to just finish us up with a final takeaway, something that comes through to you right now that you'd love to share with with everyone here. Hmm. I think that the main thing for me today, what's come up for me is 
give yourself permission to be where you are um just be exactly where you are and know that everything is valid so you may not like how you feel right now and it's not always enjoyable but it is it is there for a reason and yeah just be in the process because there isn't no final destination the final destination is death that's where we all go and so how can we enjoy living in this moment instead of thinking about the end destination that was a really powerful takeaway (laughs) thank you so much for coming on Stacey it's been such a pleasure to have you and and hear you share some just some incredible wisdom for not only people that are have experienced sexual trauma but also techniques and tips that people can easily apply to whatever they've experienced in their life so thank you for for coming on and for the work that you do thank you so much for having me no worries my love thank you everyone who has tuned in today um head to the show notes if you want to connect to stacy further and we'll see you all next week lots of love thank you so Bye-bye. much for tuning in today we hope you feel even more expanded connected and inspired from today's conversation don't forget to leave us a review if you're listening on apple or spotify And you can head to the show notes for even more ways to connect to our community. See you next week.